Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode my heart stopped uh because my mom told me this the doctor they were, they were waiting to pronounce me dead right they, were, they was waiting to pronounce me dead everyone was just waiting to say you know lucini is dead right right but then i woke up I never forget. I woke up. The time that I remember it was like six, seven, and my mom was standing on top of me. She was praying, and, and all these things. And and a couple of friends came to visit me, mm-hmm. and I looked up at that hospital. The first thing the doctor told me, he said, "Young man, you're lucky to be alive." Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is he talking about? I was 24 at the time, right? Wow. And that, every time I think about that, that's what drives me to do what I'm doing because it's like, if you have gone through a near death situation where you have the opportunity to live a life you would never look at life the same you right will always look at life as long as i'm living i'm going to make it happen mm-hmm. so that's what i'm doing i'm making everything that i would have won a couple years ago happen now because i'm just more determined with everything that i've been through in the last six years Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Marvin Francois Show, here where we talk all things business, finance, and investing. And today is a very special day because we have none other than my guy, Luceni Donzo. What's going on, my brother? How are you doing? Hey, how you doing, Marvin? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored. Better now that I'm talking to you. And today is a great day because on this episode of TMFS, we are going to be talking about how you, no, not the person next to you, not the person behind you, but how you can monetize your brand. I'm super excited for us to be getting into this today. But before we do that, y'all already know the drill. Take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now to just go ahead, slap that like button, show this episode some love and subscribe to the channel for content like this and more in the near future. But without further ado, (laughs) the man, the myth, the legend, what's going on, my brother? What's up, Marvin? How you doing, man? I'm, man, I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Good, I good, good. Complain. Most definitely, man. First and foremost, I'm very happy to have you here. I know, it. I know you just flew in today, right? Yeah. How, how was the flight? Are you okay? Are you good? Uh, I'm okay. The flight was a little long, okay. but uh, I'm okay, though. I'm okay. I had to take two flights just to come to New York. Man, j- 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 just for this moment, man. Yeah, I, just for this moment, man. Man, I appreciate it, man. And, you know, I've heard I've heard amazing things about you. You know, I, I say this every that. single time. I don't, I don't just bring any and everybody on the Marvin Francois show. I want to bring on heavy hitters that's going to come and bring game on top of game on top of game. So I said, man, I, I moved mountains. I knocked Let's down go. trees. Let's go. I elbowed people in their necks. And I said, I need this man to come on here and not only tell his story, but educate the people on how they can monetize their brands the way that you've been able to monetize your brand, right? So yes, I'm, I'm extremely excited for us to get into everything right now. But of course, before we do that, take a second to just let the people know who you are, where you're from, what you do, and how you got your start. So my name is Lucini Donzo. Originally, I came in America as a refugee. I was born and raised uh, in Morovia, Liberia. Um, When I first came here, I grew up in Philly. Uh, After growing up in Philly, I left Philly. I went to uh, Virginia State uh, University, enlisted in the Army. Uh, I was enlisted for about three, four years. Then later on, went to college, became an officer, 
Uh, now I am a captain in the United States Army, also entrepreneur, and I also coach and mentor people how to start market and scale their business digitally. Wow. Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot of time. Well, first and foremost, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot to unravel there. So for starters, what exactly led you to, you know, going into the army and deciding that you wanted to serve? Man, I'm not going to lie. So I was growing up, I was always uh, the type of kid that I didn't have the courage to do anything that I wanted to do. And I was like, what was the, what is the hardest job for me to have? And one of the hardest jobs at that time was being in the army, being a soldier, right? Because I realized the army was going to challenge me. And my whole life, I've always wanted things that is hard because Les Brown said, uh, one of the Les Brown quotes, he was like, yo, do the hard stuff. Cause when you do the hard stuff, your life would get easier. Mm -hmm. So I started doing the hard stuff, joining the army. It was very challenging, but I ended up uh, passing basic training. And then later on, I wanted to accomplish more challenge. So I wanted to become an officer. So that's how I really wanted that challenge. I wanted to stand out, mm -hmm. you know, to be part of that 1%. That was one of the reasons why I joined. Got and, you. and service, too. Got you, got you, got you. Now, I mean, now that how, how many years have you been serving so far? I've been serving nine. December <sighs> December would make me 10 years. Man, a decade, bro. Yes. Congratulations, man. Appreciate that's it. Yeah, and, and and this is this is the Marvel Francois show history because I don't think I've ever had anyone on here that served before. I hope I'm not wrong. I don't think we have ever had anyone on, on here that served before. So uh, I guess what's the what is the was there a goal coming into it in terms of like I'm going to serve for this long or are you kind of just taking it as it comes along? What's the plan there? So initially, I wanted to retire in the military. Initially, I wanted to be uh, first sergeant. That's one of the highest rank. Uh, minus a sergeant major mm -hmm. but as my journey throughout the military was going i was just taking it one one step at a time and mm -hmm. eventually when i was a e4 i realized that i could go back to school and get paid more okay so i literally that's when i started my eyes started opening with the military i was like okay you know what maybe i can just take this one step at a time instead of looking at it as like oh you know what i'm gonna just make it a career right so that's when i became an officer and now as an officer, I realized I was making a lot of money. And I was like, you know what? I need to do something with this. Right, right, right. right. So that's how initially wanted to retire. Now, I just want to teach a lot of my military brothers and sisters that you can have the life that you want and chase your dream while also serving if you don't want to retire. Right. Man, that's incredible because, you know, to the point that you I think the only other person that I know, or that at least I know of outside of you now that served in the military and used that path kind of to help and serve other people, right, who are also in the military. I'm sure you know, uh, I believe his name is Aristotle Investments, right? I, know, yes. I, think he, I think he also served and he's kind of helped people within that space and lane learn about entrepreneurship. But, man, that's a tall task, right? Because on one, on one hand, you're, you're you're serving your country, you're defending your country, but on the other end, you're you're walking this path of entrepreneurship, which is which is its own beast, right, in and of itself. Every single day, it's a challenge. Yeah. What's a day what's a day in the life of Luceni Donzo look like right now? Because brother, you, I, I can imagine your schedule gotta look crazy. So my, my I don't have a life, right? And I don't say that <laughs> just to say that I don't have a life. So every morning I wake up 5, 5 30 mm -hmm. in the morning, I go to PT, I come back, mm -hmm. I probably read about an hour, then I have to sit down with uh, one of my business coaches and my staff. We have to plan out our social media for the week. Mm -hmm. And then I go to work and be a regular captain taking care of soldiers. Mm -hmm. Immediately when I come back, I take off my uniform. I got to tap into entrepreneur Donzo. I got to tap into like, okay, 
how are we gonna bring how are we gonna bring more clients into the business? Because right. I am a, I am the business, right? How are we going to uh, be able to target certain people? How are we gonna be to change people's lives? What are what are we missing? What are some of the things we uh, we need to? What skills do I need to learn? Mm-hmm. So these are all things that I'm constantly thinking about along with my team, so we can be able to do promotion and get people to whether it's join a webinar, join a mentorship, or get the ebooks or whatever, right? So it's very hectic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's rewarding because I am learning so much mm-hmm. discipline. Mm-hmm. And that is something like the military, you know, kind of teach you as far as being a leader, you know, mm-hmm. being disciplined. So I love it. And like I said, I really believe that if my life is hard right now, mm-hmm. it's going to be easier later on. So I pride on that. So I pride on my life being hard mm-hmm. now. So I can be able to take advantage of the little time that I have. Right. So I can make it matter. So it's pretty much, I really don't go to bed till like 11. Oh. Yeah. And I wake up at four, five, five thirty. Yeah. Goodness that's gracious. Pretty much it. That's, that's, and so what are those comments? Cause I'm sure you have friends and I'm, of course you have family outside of the military. And I, they, I'm sure they know of the success that you've had on the side within entrepreneurship. Do you ever have those conversations where they're kind of pulling you aside, like, listen, brother, look, you, you don't have to do this. You can just go full time in entrepreneurship. Bro, I, you know what's funny? To be very transparent, before I brought you on, I think I even asked you that question. I'm like, bro, why are you doing this? You don't have to serve and do entrepreneurship. You've already established yourself as an entrepreneur. You're going to continue to build on your pla- on that platform, right? Why are you putting yourself in this position where you have to juggle both? And also, like you said, you're still in school right now, right? So I just finished my master's. Okay, gotcha. So you're, you're so you're done. Yes. But even before that, you were juggling three. You know, school is its own is its own. Uh, not even call it a problem. School is its own lane. Right. You know, serving in the military is its own lane. And Andre, you basically have three full time businesses, right? So, but even now, still with the army, still with entrepreneurship. When you have those conversations with family. And, you know, friends and they're, and they're talk, trying to talk you out of, you know, juggling the both of them. W- what is your initial response to that usually? For me, I tell everybody this, man. I, I, the goal for me is to be great, right? I want to be one of the greatest to ever live on this planet. Mm-hmm. So in order for you to be great, you have to put yourself through a lot, right? So mm-hmm. I don't really look at the challenges that I'm currently going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my family members, yes, they do say what you say, Marvin. They say, you know, Lucini, you can just retire in the military. You know, you can just focus on your business. Right. But I always say, why can't you do it all? Mm-hmm. What, what 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 if I tell myself, what if I can make a million dollars from a cell phone mm-hmm. and a laptop mm-hmm. while having a master's degree and while coaching over 200 students how to do it while still being an army? Right. And that's what drives me because it's like it's a service thing. So it's not more of a, you know, it's right now where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's like helping people because I've I've accomplished a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I've accomplished a lot, which is cool, but it's more taking the knowledge that I have in my head and saying, you know what, I like if I can be able to do something like this while I'm in the military, then I can be able to transform a lot of other individuals that have a nine to five that actually going to school for their masters that think they can be able to have a six figure business or they can be able to make ten, twenty five thousand dollars a month on their business. Right. So it's more that that challenge that I tell myself. Regardless of what anyone think, because mm-hmm. a lot of people discourage me, military folks discourage me all the time, mm-hmm. family discourage me all the time, mm-hmm. friends, some friends have discouraged me all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't let that get to me. I always say, what if? Because mm-hmm. the, if the what if become 
final, mm -hmm. then everybody would say, oh, he's an overnight. But really, in reality, I wasn't overnight. It took years mm -hmm. of grinding because it took it took about four years to become this type of person where people now come to me. I don't go to people no more. Mm. So, yeah. Got you. Got you. And, you know, that's that's powerful. And, and, and even to a much larger degree, people even people who are outside of the army. Once they learn about your story, it kind of. It puts a lot of people, even myself, in positions like, yo, what's your excuse? You know what I'm saying? It, no excuse. You know what I'm saying? You got a dude that's juggling school, serving, and, you know, a whole business. If you're talking about, well, my 9 to 5 doesn't allow me to do this, or, well, I'm in a relationship that won't allow me to do that. No, that complete, your story and other stories like yours completely dispel that and beyond. So, I mean, listen, man, I tip my hat to you because I'm exhausted just thinking about, what, <laughs> to be honest with you, what your schedule looks like. But, man, I, I, I definitely tip my hat to you on that. But now, even moving forward, you know, one thing about me, I do a lot of, I always try and do as much research as I possibly can with anyone that I bring on. So I was so intrigued by your story that I knew I had to bring you on, not just because of the army, uh, uh, you know, you're, you being, you serving and also being an entrepreneur. But if I remember correctly, I was, I was looking more into your story and I saw something about, and I don't want to mispronounce it, something about a, a grand mall seizure. Yes. Okay. And, and that was how, how that was something that you went through, you know, nearly losing your life, right? Being in that situation. Could you talk a little bit more about, well, let's backtrack a little bit into what happened, right, when it came to that, what exactly is a grand mal seizure and, and you know, a little bit more of your story from the health side of things. So a grand mal seizure is one of the worst seizures that anyone can ever have, right? So mm -hmm. usually people have seizures and they, they, they live or they live with seizures based mm -hmm. on medication. A grand mal seizure is, um, I'm not a doctor, but based on what the doctor told me, a grand mal seizure is one of the highest seizures that you know, if you have it, there's a possibility that you can die. Right. Right. So I personally, uh, when I was in college going to Virginia State, Virginia State University. Shout out. Shout out to the Virginia State. <laughs> Damn, right. So when I was going to Virginia State, I was working full time. I was in ROTC full time mm -hmm. and I had to uh, school full time. So mm -hmm. my whole life, I've always had to work. I've always had to grind. Right. Mm -hmm. But what led me to having a seizure was I didn't have I wasn't having adequate amount of sleep. I wasn't taking care of my mental. I wasn't taking care of my body. And I was lifting heavy weight. Mm -hmm. I was at 180 pounds at the time. So my body went into shock. So the first time I had a seizure, Marvin, it was in my sleep where I dislocated my left shoulder. Okay. But I didn't know that I had a seizure because prior to that, I never had a seizure before. So when I woke up, uh, my two best friends, Adrian and Sam, I told them, I was like, hey, man, I'm not feeling well. I, like, I can't even feel my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yo, Donzo, what's wrong? I was like, I'm not feeling well. They was like, all right, we're going to take you to the doctor. Immediately, 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour after I was in that hospital, I had another grandma seizure. And the seizure was so terrible mm -hmm. that my whole entire body was shaking mm -hmm. that they had to strap my neck and they had to wow. hold, they had to hold my head and they had to strap my neck down to where the only part on my body that was moving was everything down. Right. And my right shoulder ended up being dislocated. Wow. And it, the seizure was so bad, I went into a coma for about, I'll say, eight to ten hours. Mm. So, like, I was in a coma. My heart my heart stopped, right? Mm. So, and this is, this is true story. Mm. My heart stopped. Because uh, my mom told me this, the doctor, they were, they were waiting to pronounce me dead, right? They, were, they was waiting to pronounce me dead. Everyone was just waiting to say, you know, Lucini is dead, right? Right. But then I woke up. 
I'll never forget, I woke up. The time that I remember it was like six, seven, and my mom was standing on top of me. She was praying and, and all these things. And, and a couple of friends came to visit me. Mm-hmm. And I looked up at that hospital. The first thing the doctor told me, he said, young man, you're lucky to be alive. I was mm-hmm. like, what is he talking about? I was 24 at the time, right? Wow. And that, every time I think about that, that's what drives me to do what I'm doing because it's like, if you have gone through a near-death situation where you have the opportunity to live a life, you would never look at life the same. You right. will always look at life. As long as I'm living, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I'm making everything that I would have won a couple years ago happen now because I'm just more determined with everything that I've been through in the last six years. Son, you know I pulled you over today? Because I was doing 90 and 40 and hit three people along the way. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. What I do care about, though, is uh, I'm checking our system. Seems like you got a 580 credit score, right? Now, normally, I'd give you a ticket for this, but instead, I'm going to give you a link to a website called FrancoisCapital.com, right? They specialize in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, collections, student loans, addictions, and so much more. So when you leave here, head over to FrancoisCapital.com and book your free credit consultation today, the capital way. All right, well, thank you, officer. What, What the hell is this? Are you even a cop? Have a good day. That's how old do you now? I'm 30. I just turned 30. Well, goodness gracious. Well, well for, wow. Goodness. So this was only uh, only about six years ago. Yeah. Six years ago. Now, when it comes to seizure, what's the recovery? Pro- is it kind of is it a week to week, month to month thing or what's the process there? So with my seizure, they wanted to put me. That's another thing I left out of the store. Let me say. It. So with, with my seizure, they wanted to put me on the medication for the rest of my life. Right. Right. So the doctor told me, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to sick you on a medication. Uh, you, you'll take the medication, Marvin. What the medication was doing to me, I was losing my memory. I was losing my hair. Yo, what is going on? Bro? Right. I was losing my memory. I was losing my hair when I had, when I was taking that medication, my, my little brother would come to me and he would tell me something. And then I wouldn't remember. And I would tell him, you didn't tell me that. My mom would be like, yeah, he told you. And my mom would say the same thing. So it was driving me nuts. So I had two options at that time. At 24 years old, I had two options. I had the option to accept the life that the, the circumstances that just was presented to me, or I said to myself, you know what? I'd rather die. I'm not taking this medication. So I went to the doctor. I said, look, we got two options. I'm going to be, I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to be a commission officer. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a millionaire. Right. And I'm not doing any of this by having that. Right. Right. And he was like, well, I said, don't give me excuses. What do I need to do to get off this medication? Right. Right. Because the thing about it, most people don't challenge doctors. You know what they do? They just listen. Right. We just, we just listen yeah. because they're they're um they're they're sort of licensed professional. They're licensed professional. Right. But do you know that doctors are one of the most uh individuals that are responsible for deaths in America? Did not you, know that. You can you, you can research it, right? Right, right? Doctors are right, but everybody trusts doctors. Right. So I did my research on that and I said to myself, you know what? I'm getting off the seizure medication. So eventually I started taking half the pill. No, I started taking one pill a day. Mm. Then I started taking half the pill. Then I got off the pill. Then I had to go through, uh, what is it? Uh, um, it's like some brain cell thing they got to do with your gotcha. brain gotcha. to make sure you don't have any triggers or whatever. Right. Then after that, that's when I went six months with no seizure. He cleared me. And then I, I was going through physical therapy and boom, graduated college, boom, commission. Rest is history. Hey man, I, 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 this is this, this is a lot, bro. This yeah. is uh, 
and for you to be here, I mean, I mean, at this moment, you're, all these tests culminate into essentially be the testimony for you to be for for where you are now. That's great, and you're still so young. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't something that happened, you know, decades ago. You're only thirty. This is something that happened, you know, around four, six plus years ago and beyond. So for you to still be here, that's absolutely mind blowing. And and man, God bless you, bro. Like that is Shit. that is that is crazy. So, but now for me, seeing where knowing your story, where what you came from to where you are now, let's dive a little bit more into the entrepreneurship side of things, right? Mm -hmm. In the midst of all of that, what exactly, what, like where, where did, how exactly did you get into entrepreneurship? What was your introduction into entrepreneurship? So my first introduction to entrepreneurship was uh, actually uh, Shopify, right? My first course that I ever bought or the first individual that ever mentored me was Ty Lopez, right? So Ty Lopez, <laughs> Ty Lopez back in 2017, 18, he had, he, I think, um, on one of his seminars, I was in his closed group at the time. He mm -hmm. said he spent over 20 million in ads and he specifically targeted 18 to 23 year old because he realized that 18 to 23 year old um, were wanted to own Shopify store, which a lot of the millionaires from the Shopify store who are now 30 right. came from that. Right. Right. So I learned a lot from Ty Lopez. So. My first course was from Ty Lopez, and then after I started a Shopify store in 2018, I was trying to get that going, but being in the military and having a business mm -hmm. is hard, right. and I didn't want to go the traditional route because everybody in the military do real estate. Everybody in their mama wants to use a <laughs> VA loan play, they right. want to, and I, I always looked at myself as different. Mm -hmm. What do I, how can I stand out? Because I am unique and everyone watching this video is unique, right? Mm -hmm. How can I add my own twist into it? I was like, well, you know what? What if I do something that is strictly from the laptop and your cell phone, mm -hmm. but I can still be able to make money? Mm -hmm. So my lifelong dream is becoming the number one speaker on the planet. And I also realized that I can't do that while being in the military. Right. So that was a check. Off, So I said, all right, what else can I do? And then one time I went to Dallas, mm -hmm. uh, Eric Thomas was having a seminar. I went to an in-person seminar um, before COVID hit and I went to one of the Eric Thomas uh, uh, seminar. And that's when there was this guy he brought on. I don't remember he was talking about books. Mm. He was saying, hey, you know, you can you can write a book and. You can uh, you can use a book mm -hmm. to gain credibility. Mm -hmm. People start looking at you different, and that can jumpstart your way into entrepreneurship. Right. So that's when I got back. I started figuring out how can I how can I write a book. Didn't know how. I seek one of my mentor AJ. Mm -hmm. um, AJ was the one that helped me publish my book. Right. And when AJ helped me publish my book. Everybody looked at me different as an author. Mm -hmm. So, boom, I took advantage of it, and I started doing something that naturally came to me, and I, and I, I solved the problem in my life, which was credit, mm. right? The easiest way I tell anyone if you want to get into entrepreneurship is use what you have solved in your life and find about five people and do it for them for free. Mm -hmm. Get them to give you a testimonial and then start marketing it, mm -hmm. right? So, but it was easier for me because everybody was like, well, I trust Lucini because he's an author. Right. He wrote a book. Right. Made it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into entrepreneurship. Okay. You just, you see, you're, you you starting to get into the fun stuff that, that we really about to get into. So I love that. Okay. So we're going to get into, we're going to get into the marketing in a second, but I want to dive a little bit more into, you know, uh, entrepreneurship, right? So as an entrepreneur, 
right? One of the more important tools that you have is access to credit, right? So talk a little bit about your journey with credit and, and how you were able to build credit for yourself. Man, so my journey with credit is a love and hate, man. Talk so man. I I had a bad credit score my entire college. I was literally living on credit mm -hmm. while I was in college because nobody teaches us how to actually um, manage credit or build credit. Our parents coming from an African home, my mom used to tell me, you don't want to have a credit card. Don't use a credit card. And, you know, I listened while I was in college. Mm -hmm. But when I got out of my mom roof or when I got away, you know, I just started realizing that, man, you know, what is this taboo? Everybody is talking about credit, credit. Don't get into credit. And you only hear that in the black household. Black household. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's when, again, in Ty Lopez course, he actually had a credit course. Right. And again, this is a hack. A lot of people, if you want to get into entrepreneurship. So I watched um, this guy that fixed. He literally taught the entire course. Mm -hmm. So I took what he taught and I applied it and it worked. Mm -hmm. So because it worked and because I solved a problem in my life, mm -hmm. I started wanting more. He started talking about manufacturing spending. He started talking about like liquid and credit to cash. Mm -hmm. He started talking about having maximum amount of credit. He started talking about how to have, um, you know, just how to, you know, business credit, you know, take, take put stuff in your business name and, and all these things. So what I realized, well, I can't do any of that because my credit was 580, mm -hmm. even though I cleaned it. Mm -hmm. Now, what got me from where that 580 to where I ended up being in the 840 was I had a car loan and I had a I had a a, a car loan and I had a personal loan, right? Mm -hmm. So most people don't understand that everything has to do with your credit profile, mm -hmm. right? Facts. Everything has to do with your credit profile. So mm -hmm. and which is what the guy taught. So I was like, okay, cool. I was 25 at the time. Mm -hmm. My credit profile was weak. I only had two years in credit or whatever the case may be. So I was like, all right you know what, what can I do to be able to improve this and expedite my success when it comes to credit? Mm -hmm. So I refinanced my car loan three times with three different banks. Mm. So when you refinance your car loan with, let's say I got a, I get a loan with Navy Federal, mm -hmm. I go to PenFed and get a car loan with them, use that loan to pay off that loan, mm. then go to DATQ, use DATQ to pay off PenFed loan, right? Then use that loan. That's one car, one car. You now have five positive or four, whatever the case may be, positive on your credit profile. So immediately when I did that, my credit score jumped from a 580 to like a 600 and something because on my profile, it looked like this guy has paid off five loans in less than a year. But right. re really, I didn't pay five loans. I just used the resources that I got and used a loan to pay a loan. Now, that's where it get deep, right? So most people don't know that if you're making, at the time I was making $50,000, $60,000 as a, as a second lieutenant in the Army, mm -hmm. you want to have the same amount you're making in terms of credit. Mm -hmm. So... When you, if you're making, let's say, forty thousand or a hundred thousand, you want to have a hundred thousand in credit. Mm -hmm. So I end up getting two Navy Federal cards where I had fifty thousand. Now, just because you have fifty thousand, don't use it. You let that. Once you apply for that card, you let it sit. Mm -hmm. Now, what on your credit profile is going to look like? It's going to say, "Oh, well, this person now paid. Four, he he paid off four loans mm -hmm. in one year." Mm -hmm. And then he's sitting on $50,000 mm -hmm. 
So your debt to income ratio is going to look good. Mm -hmm. That's another way I got it. That's how I got into the 700. Now, the last hack, right, I used was personal loan. Mm -hmm. So I got a personal loan from Navy Federal. I got a personal loan from uh, uh, PenFed. I got a personal loan from all these different. I use personal loan, pay off personal loan. Uh, use a personal loan, pay off personal loan, personal player, personal loan. So then I had like five, six personal loans. So now my credit score was sitting at a positive, mm -hmm. right? It, they had all positive account. It had credit card uh, utilization was zero and all that. So now they're in the last key, the last key is what a lot of us know is I just asked one of my, my boy who's older than me. I was like, yo, bro, just add me on your credit. Right, yeah. As an AU. Yeah, AU. Skyrock. So I had a seven, I had a seven, uh, I think at the time I had like a 785 at the time. And once he did, boom, it went up. Mm -hmm. And then I used that. I took advantage of that credit. I, I got into business. I started making other moves, bought properties and, and, and all that. So that's what I, even now to this day, I use. Like right now, mm -hmm. I am currently, I literally got a, a, a $50,000 loan. Mm -hmm. Once I pay it off, by the end of next year or in the next six, six months, my credit score is going to go up because I don't wait four or five years to pay off the the, the loan. No, mm -hmm. you right. don't wait. Right. You know, but I'm a, before I pay it off, I, go ahead, go ahead. Before I pay it off, right, I'm going to get another loan to pay that loan off. And then let's say in two years, I'll have paid off over a hundred thousand in uh loan. And mm -hmm. guess what? I can go to the bank and say, Hey, you know, I want more money because the bank will say, well, this person we're going to, cause, cause what the bank does is the bank is going to give you, cause America is a capitalism country. They want you to get in debt. Right. But if you know how to use the system, you can take advantage of it. So, Marv, Dean Dallas here from the FICO Friendly News. Great performance. You got another 117-point increase for one of your clients. But I want to take a look at the second quarter. It seemed like Equifax tried to put a late payment <laughs> on one of your client's credit accounts. What right. were your initial thoughts on that? Uh, you know, they're a dirty team. Uh, everybody in the league knows that. Um, you know, but ultimately, when you have a system like ours that specializes in removing hard inquiries, charge-offs, bankruptcies, student loans, and so much more, you know, you game plan for things like that. You know, we stuck to that game plan. And uh, ultimately came out with a W, so it is what Mark, it is. Sheena Shally here. There have been some talks that you guys are going to be looking to recruit some new players this offseason. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> um, you know, I can't really speak on that. I'm going to leave that to the front office. Um, I'm only focused on the guys that we already have in the locker room. But, you know, to anybody that's interested in joining the team, it's really not that hard. You know, all you got to do is head over to FrancoisCapital.com uh, and then book your free credit consultation so that we can get your credit repaired today the capital way. Is that all? All right. Thanks, guys. You have a good one, all right? Appreciate it. Let me tell you something. We have a rule here on the Marvin Francois show. Yeah. And Josh knows what the rule is. If you drop a gem, I might I might break something. I'll break your mic right now if you keep dropping gems like this, brother. <laughs> I, 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 I'll break. That is, that is, yo, that's crazy. That is, and, and that was in the span of what, 12 to 18 months? That was that was in the span of 12 months, actually. Okay, 12 months. So less than that. But but that's something that, like you said, a lot of people can now take that take that same information and run with it. Okay. So we we talked, we touched on your intro into entrepreneurship. We touched on how you were able to leverage credit, which is very important to an entrepreneur, uh, being an entrepreneur, right? To get the funding you need to invest and do all these different things to start your business. Now let's take it a step further, right? Another important aspect of being an entrepreneur is, you know, you didn't get into entrepreneurship just to get into entrepreneurship. You got into entrepreneurship to impact lives, but more importantly, to make money, right? Right, right. So now we're in the time right now, we're in this digital space. We see all these different people selling courses, selling eBooks, doing all these different things, right? But a lot of people don't understand how to go, you go about doing it the right way, right? How to take their brand, their story like you have, 
right? Put it in a product like a course, like an ebook, and monetize that to start generating cash flow for them on this on this digital space. So let's dive a little bit more into that. If I'm watching this, mm-hmm. I just heard your story. Grandma seizure, mm-hmm. serving in the army, master's degree, entrepreneur, things blower. That's not my story. That's not my story, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to take my story, monetize that story, and I'm not necessarily sure what route to take. And even when I do figure out that route, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure what's the step-by-step process on getting things rocking and rolling. If I'm looking to get my footing in this digital space, what is, what's, what are some of the first steps that I need to take in order to get, get that rock and rolling? So the first step I tell everyone, and this is like basic level entrepreneurship, you want to, you want to be able to solve people's problems, right? Okay. So the first step is you got to figure out what's problems that you can be able to solve in other people's life. Don't mm-hmm. reinvent the world, right? Don't, people always say the market is saturated. Nah, it's not saturated. If it's, if it's, is if it's working, then you need to keep doing it. You just need to add your own tweaking to it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into the digital space, the first thing is you get, you know figure out what problems am I going to solve, right? What is with credit? Mm-hmm. What is with uh you know tax or whatever whatever it is. So how do you get a digital product, right? This is how you can get a digital product in twenty four hours, right? You go to um out of rev or auto.ai.com, right? You say wait, say that again, but say it slow. So you go to rev.com uh-huh. or auto AI, your yeah, auto.ai, mm-hmm. right? You you talk about what is it that you want to create the digital product, right? Mm-hmm. Now, once you do that, you go to fiverr.com, mm-hmm. establish an account, and you go on Fiverr, you just in the search bar, mm-hmm. you said you 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 type in ebooks. Mm-hmm. In the ebook, you're going to see a whole bunch of people. You pick the best. Now, you don't want to pay somebody over. Let me tell you guys the prices, right? So you can mm-hmm. you can literally put out an ebook in literally less than $100 or $200, right? You can, mm-hmm. you can start your business less than $100 or $200. I'm going to get you the whole play. Mm-hmm. So once you you go to rev.com or AI, um, auto.ai and you record the ebook, right? You transcribe that. Once you transcribe that, you take that transcribe and you go to fiverr.com and you in fiverr.com, you type in ebooks. Once you type in ebooks, you look at the best person. You don't want to hire agency, right? Because a lot of time agency is going to charge you two, three hundred dollars. No, just get somebody level one, level two, long as they have over ten reviews or more. That's my requirements, mm-hmm. right? And then tell them in the context, say, "Hey, I just need this ebook expanded. Can you do it?" Right? Nine times out of ten, they're going to do it. Right. So, and it's usually going to take you about three to five days. Right. My max is three days because you know you tr- you're trying to make money, right? Right, right, right. So, let's say you do it in three days. Boom. Now, that same person, most of the time, they create the cover for you. What I usually tell people is you can take your own picture or whatever the, whatever it is that you want to do. The title of it needs to be how to or step by step or the my step to mm-hmm. something that is guiding people. When you are creating ebooks, you're not creating ebooks for yourself. Right. A lot of my ebooks are not for me. Right. It's for people. Right. As an entrepreneur, your business or whatever you're doing, you're creating for other people to buy into because you're not going to make yourself wealthy. Mm-hmm. So now once you have the, you know, uh, my five steps to seven figures or my five steps to six figures, now you got the cover, you, you use Fiverr, again, you find somebody that can be able to build you a funnel. Mm-hmm. Now let's say you don't have the mon- money to do funnel. You go to gumroad.com, you establish an account with Gumroad, you take that ebook that you just now created mm-hmm. literally on Fiverr, you add it to your Gumroad account, mm-hmm. and then you put that link in your bio on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever social media. You start monetizing that. 
You start monetizing that, you start monetizing that. What, this is the hack that I get a lot of people in my business, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of creating one ebook, I always tell people create e four ebook, right? It might cost you about $200, right? So the person that does my probably typically pay for good ebooks, probably about six, 50 to 60, right? Gotcha. So the first one you want to give it away for free, but you don't have all the sauce. You want it to be 10 page, mm -hmm. 10 basic page. Okay. So the second and the third and the fourth ebook, mm -hmm. you want to give it away for 27 to 47, right? Mm -hmm. So you give it away for 27 to 47. So that way, the first ebook that that person comes, they get it free, they like it, boom, they might come back or they just go through your entire funnel, right? Mm -hmm. Now, once they go through that, you want to now say, all right, they paid this for me. You want to create a course. The easiest way to create a course, that's I tell people the easier way to create a course is read which, what the ebook said. Right, mm, write your okay. course around the ebook. Right. Literally verbally tell people how to do it. You're just literally saying, hey, uh, this is how you can be able to um, become six figures. First, get a digital product. And then you talk a little bit more about digital product, what it's in the ebook. Right. And then you add it, you record it. You can use Teachable or any other accounts. Mm -hmm. You add it to the cart. Mm -hmm. And when customer comes, you upsell it to them for you upsell them your course. Mm -hmm. Now, once they get your course, mm -hmm. you want to, that's the first funnel, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have upsell down. So this is why I've had success in, right? Mm -hmm. Once they pay for everything, you want to have your calendar. You want to have a webinar that you already have. And then you want to have a free Facebook group mm -hmm. that they can have access to. Why? Because you want to start building your community fast mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. That's something I never did. So rev.com rev or ai.com, you transcribe it. You take that content, you go to someone on Fiverr, you tell them, hey, I just need this ebook to spend it. You want it to be about 3,000 3, words. Mm -hmm. Once it's 3,000 words, because it, you don't want a lot. You want something that somebody can be able to easily digest because you always want the customer to come back. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you take that content, you create a course around it. Right. You add it to the funnel. Once you add it to the funnel, you don't give them a whole, a lot of people tell you upsell, downsell. No, you don't do that because a buying customer is a potential customer. So a lot of clients that have bought for me, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, they always join my mentorship. Mm. I don't I don't take them through a whole series because I want to make money quick fast. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to um have them go up and down. This guy's trying to sell me. No, I, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know I know we I know, I know we have to start getting you out of here, but I have we I want to talk about something that you mentioned. You you had mentioned funnels. Right. Let's talk a little bit about funnels. Um what exactly is a funnel? Because someone may have heard, heard you say all these things and they're like, all right, uh, they were probably just going to, you know, put a link, direct link for somebody to pay them on PayPal, like cash app to buy the book. But no, you said sales funnel, right? Yeah. Uh, I would be remiss if I had you on here to talk about monetizing your brand, but I didn't have you break down how, what, a, what a sales funnel is, how it works and what success you've had with the sales funnels. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So I'm, I'm going to tell you guys how I was able to make my army salary in a funnel, right? Mm -hmm. So basically what I did was I did it with credit repair. I realized when I was doing credit repair, a lot of people wanted, uh, they wanted me to teach them about credit, mm -hmm. but I was charging probably about four or 500 at the time. So I said to myself, what if I create a digital product mm -hmm. where people come in again, the method, the first method, they get a free product and then they come in, they get my a, a sales funnel is where you can put a bunch of products that you sell, that you can you can place, you can have an upsell, you can have a downsell. Mm -hmm. It basically increases your revenue. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had a free ebook, 101 ways how to boost your credit. Right? right, a lot of clients get that. 
Boom. Then I had my other ebook on identity theft and all that. I had three ebooks mm-hmm. where clients got it for $97. Then I had my court for $47. So every one of those clients that bought from me, Marvin, what I did was I then called every one of them and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to hold a webinar. And this is going. This webinar is the only webinar that I'm going to hold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those individuals, because they love my work and my results, mm-hmm. over 80 students show up for the webinar. And then at the time when I hosted the webinar, I told them, I was like, listen, I'm going to coach you for the next 90 days how to clean your credit. Mm-hmm. How, I'm going to teach you skills on how I went from a 580 to a 840 in literally 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I charged them 1500 mm-hmm. All 80 didn't buy. Mm-hmm. But 55, I think 50 or 55 bought. Mm-hmm. And they all paid. And when 55 or uh, 55 to 50 paid, that's when I was able to make that amount of money just mm-hmm. off credit, mm-hmm. which I I literally uh, leverage it and I join a high elite mentorship. So now I want to host another webinar for a digital product right. where I can be able to coach people for 90 days on how they can be able to start marketing and skill a digital product as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was off one funnel. That was off one funnel. That was not me having that was not me having them go through upsell downsell. It was literally free, three ebooks and a course. And my team or myself, we calling them and we tell them like, hey, we're gonna host a webinar. And those individuals agreeing that they was going to come to the webinar. And it wasn't it wasn't a lot of email, you know, using convert kit, all that stuff. It was literally just calling the individual. Another thing I tell a lot of people that's watching, you want to make sure you have a person's cell phone number in that funnel. Okay. So you can have a direct access to them. Cause they can always block you. Who cares if they block you? Right, right, right. I don't care. Right. And then from there, you're ready to rock and roll. Goodness gracious. Gems upon gems upon gems upon gems. My brother, I know I know we have to start uh, wrapping this up. But before I, of course, let you get out of here, I know that I, I'll be remiss if, as talk, we're talking about monetizing your brand, I know that you have an ebook of your own. Talk a little bit about that and also let the audience know where they'd be able to find you. So uh, my ebook literally tells you how to get your first product. Mm-hmm. My ebook tell you how to brand yourself, mm. and my ebook tell you about digital marketing, how to market yourself digitally, right? right? So I have those three ebooks because a lot of a lot of uh, one of the problems a lot of entrepreneur that that want to get into the digital product space is like they don't know how to create an ebook, mm. they don't know when they create an ebook, how to personally brand themselves, and they don't know how to personally market themselves. Right. So that's what myself and my team we created those three ebooks. So literally, when you get that ebook, it's it's going to expedite your success mm-hmm. so you don't have to go through all the hoops because the, the greatest commodity that we all have that mm-hmm. we can't get back is time. It's not money. Right. So anything you spent to get that information, you can always make more money. But when you waste time, you can never get time back. Right. So that's why I always tell people, always focus on if is can I pay if I pay for this, can I make more money? If it's a yes. Then you know you you do uh, you buy. You can find me on Instagram at Lucini to motivate. Mm-hmm. I am very active on Instagram, um, so you can go ahead and find me on Instagram at Lucini to motivate. And we're gonna get the link to put it in the description of this video, correct? For the for the ebook. Yes. Sensational. Okay, my guy, my guy Lucini. Thank you so much, of course, for coming on and talking about how to monetize uh, your brand. And thank you, of course, to everyone that tapped in to this episode where we broke things down. And if you haven't already, make sure, of course, you tap in with Luceni. It's at Luceni to motivate on all platforms, correct? Yes. Luceni to motivate on all platforms. And if you haven't already, make sure you take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead to subscribe to the channel and show the pod and the channel some love as well. As always, I'm Marvin Francois. 
This is Lucendi Donzo. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. Thank you, and God bless. Peace.